Welcome to the Mission Guys podcast, where we talk about anything related to leading transformation in the church. I'm Nick Jorgensen. And I'm Rick Pop, and we are missionaries at Acts 29. As always, it's our hope that we can help you as church leaders, as leadership teams, as leaders of families, and as leadership practitioners to more effectively mobilize the church to achieve its mission. Today's topic is the black hole of problems. Problems, 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 we could say. There's just so many issues to deal with. It's, the question kind of becomes, how do we focus on transformation? We're putting out fires. Sometimes we refer to this game we're playing called Whack-A-Mold, is waiting for the mold to pop up and smack it down. Our head's on a swivel, we'd say. But that does not help us lead transformation. So today we want to talk about a way to shift our mindset in order to focus less on problems and more on problem solving on transformational leadership. And to do Sounds that, good. open good. prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for the gift of today. We thank you that we are alive and you have invited us to just continue to work in your vineyard. King Jesus, we just ask you to lord over this conversation. Help this conversation to just be completely of you, so that all of us as disciples can more clearly hear your voice and to focus our attention our mindset, our thoughts, our desires, our feelings on the truth, on you, and on being solution-focused for our teams, for our families. So Holy Spirit, come and fill Rick and I and everyone listening and help us to really experience a renewal of mind that we might turn our, our mindset and our attention away from all the negativity in the world that, around us and in our own thought life and to really hear your voice and to focus on what it is you're calling us to do each moment of the day. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Nick. Nick, we recently sat in on a tactical meeting with one of the leadership teams with whom we mission guide. And a tactical meeting is a meeting that generally is fast-paced. There's a lot of agenda topics in the leadership team that connect some for information. Some are to get feedback. Um, and if and if there's a deeper dive topic that needs more time to to really have a deep debate, then that's scheduled in that tactical meeting and set up at another time. But anyway, this this team it was a great team. We really they're solid disciples. They want what's best for their for the place they serve. Um, and so they asked us to sit in the meeting, and then they asked for some thoughts at the end. But as we observe the meeting. The, almost the entire meeting was focused on one problem. Yeah. And they had an agenda. They had a full agenda. And they didn't get to several items on the agenda as a result. And at the very end of the meeting, one of the leaders had asked us, as we were asked for some feedback, they said, how do we get to the strategic discussions? You know, how, do we, how do we get to those topics that have the biggest impact on the mission? And we shared our thoughts. And we just thought it was a great topic to share with our listeners because it's common. And I'm sure we've got listeners out there that are nodding right now. We get caught in our meeting. We'll have things we need to talk about. We'll have an agenda even, or not an agenda, but we have several topics. And it's quite common to get hooked into one or two or a series of problems. And you just don't get to those things that are going to lead transformation in the community for whom you serve. And at the same time, it's a downer. You leave the meeting and you're thinking, man, that that's a tough topic. I can't believe this is going on. 
So anyway, that's why we thought we'd do an episode on a great tool, or maybe it's more of a mental model. Mm-hmm. And I learned this about 20 years ago from a good friend who's in the leadership consulting business. His name's Craig Ross. His company's called Veris Global. And Craig's one of the best facilitators that you'll ever find. And I'm gonna, we're going to talk about the principle, and then we'll actually talk about how this principle is even enhanced from a biblical perspective. But the rule of the principle is called the 90-10 rule. And, it, and very simply is that you make a conscious decision, a choice to focus 90% of your time on what you are trying to achieve, what strengths you have, how you're going to overcome problems, what the options are to move on, what we have at our disposal to work with. Um, and 10% of the time is focused on what's wrong, what's broken, whose fault it is, why it didn't happen. So this is not ignoring issues. And we'll say it probably too many times in this episode. This is not ignoring issues. You have to be aware of the issues. But it's a mental model and it's a shift in what we think, what we spend our time on, how we behave, what we say. 90% of it would be on the, we call it the front side of the energy map, if you will. And we call that forward focus because we all should know by now that we go towards our focus. And our focus needs to be on making disciples on being disciples and making disciples, despite all the problems that fall in front of us. Maybe think of the phrase, you are what you eat. You know, I am what I eat, what I, what I, what I choose to eat on, what I think about, this is naturally going to come out of me. I cannot, I cannot chew on bad food all the time and then expect that that does not come out of me later. It makes me think about our media. All the media we consume in the morning, throughout our day, the conversations we're having with others, you know, we talk about things are bad out there. You know, this this is bad. That's bad. And it's going to get worse tomorrow. And, and it's like this hopeless, constant dialogue. And it just weighs on us. And then it makes us even more dramatic about our own personal problems, the problems and challenges we face in our families and on our teams and on our parishes and schools. So if we're only eating and chewing on all these negative things, it's going to it's going to necessarily play into every part of our lives. And what we've learned, I think, especially over the last couple of years, Nick, is that sells. And the media just does more of it now. It sells. And, and we're naturally inclined to go towards some of that negativity. Even driving by an accident, we just, it's hard, I know for me, to not look. You know, that's not going to change my life. If anything, it's going to give me a bad image and it's going to give me sorrow and sadness. But I want to look. I want, I want to know what's wrong. And we know that sells. That's why these media companies continue to even do more of it. If you tell a group of people, hey, look over, hey, don't look over there right now. Everyone looks, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's this, it's this uh, human tendencies that we have to overcome. It makes me think of my own life a little bit with routines. So I'm, I'm trying to actively work on really good morning and evening routines. And it's a challenge for me, to be sure. Um, the, the thing about it, though, is if I don't do it well, so, you know, I know my routine. I know when I need to wake up and pray and work out and do these things. And it's going to it's going to really develop myself. It's going to help me feel great for the day. If I miss, if I miss fire in there, I can have a tendency to say, oh, 
you failed. You didn't do it. You know, now you're, now your day is going to be bad. And all of a sudden that thought, now the day is not going to go well. I'm just chasing that thought all day long. And it can really play out in the, in the workplace. It can play out in my family life. And it's like, that's just not true. I'm, I'm, I'm putting myself in a bad spot by just telling myself the wrong narrative. The truth is, Hey, didn't hit the mark today perfectly, but it was a good start to the day. Tomorrow I'll I'll pick it back up and do it again. And so having just a healthy perspective of the mind is is so important, but that's hard to do if I just am constantly chewing on negative narratives in life. It's important to remember we should be aware of problems. We should we should absolutely be aware of the brutal facts that we're facing in every area of life, in our mission at the parish, in our mission at the diocese. We can't ignore those things, right? We can't manage a secret. If we don't know the problems, we can't address them. But the truth in those will set us free, free to solve them and change them and focus on that that 90% solution-oriented, positive-oriented focus. So it's important to know where we are, but we just can't spend too much time in problems. Another thing with that is when we focus too much time on problems, we can become very blind to success, the things that are making progress. So I use my morning routine example. Take that to a leadership team at a parish. You could be making some real significant improvements. And the big picture might not look too different yet, but if you focus on the problems throughout that time, you won't see the progress you're making, the change you're making, the success and fruit that's happening in ministry or on the team or in the culture of your team. And, and so having this holistic view and celebrating the successes and being aware of them can really help shift our attitude. You know, the, the, the types of problems also play into this that we talk about. So, for example, take a leadership team. Here's a silly one. Let's just say there's a problem with the, the printers. There's, there's this problem with just ink supply or, or whatever it might be with the printers. That does not need to become a leadership team conversation in your weekly meeting. That, that's just a waste of your airtime. God wants you to focus on the on the making disciples piece. And unless somehow, I don't think you could justify it to me, that you need to talk about the printer ink, that should that should be like handled outside of there by someone on the team. Fix that problem, move on. Don't bring that up in the leadership team meeting and cause distraction. You know, as I reflect on my career in leadership roles, um, as my career and what I do now more as, as mission guiding or executive coaching and coaching teams and and even as a parent to adult young young men, um, that's been my challenge too. I would say is overly focus on problems. Uh, I'm a positive person in general, so maybe people, a lot of people know me. Say, wait a minute, I don't remember you focus too many on problems. But what I do is I nitpick. You know, I do a subscribe to the Olympic model when I'm coaching people. You know, I look at somebody they're at the best of their sport or the best of their profession, and my role is to help them even get better. But what that can go too far. And that could be, I'm only picking the things that might not be good. I'm only picking out the things that they should improve on. And so the Olympic model is good because it's, yeah, I'm even going to get better. You're never there. You can always shave a 10th off the world record. Um, But it also has to include affirmation. It has to include a recognition. So my two sons were fantastic. And I'm so blessed to have two just wonderful young men. And yet I'll spend too much time worried about, oh, you got to be doing this. Are you making good decisions? So if a phone call that they make, hey, dad, what's happening? And if I even take half of that time talking about things that, you know, maybe you should do differently, they're never going to want to call me. 
So it's this, it's the time you spend. I'm not going to ignore the things. I want them to have a strong faith life. I want them to make good career decisions. I want them to have great relationships. I want them to uh, reach out to their mother. And, you know, so there might be a reminder, but, but if it's more of a 90-10, you have a healthy relationship while not ignoring the facts. There's two concepts I want to share our listener, with our listeners that might help in this, in this, uh, this episode. So the mindset of, of this 90-10 principle, let's be aware of some things so that it will enable you to focus less time on problems and more time on tra- transformation. One is concept is called confirmation bias. You may already know this, but confirmation bias very succinctly is, is the concept that we will find evidence to support our belief system. So if we th- if we're generally believe that things are messed up, whether it's in this organization or in the country or in the world or in my family, then I will see more evidence of things being messed up. If I'm not aware of it, it'll just reinforce, see, those things are messed up. We even become ignorant and blind to what you said is things that are going well. And as I mentioned, is some of my challenge. Um, now, if it's a mindset that says, yeah, it's mostly good, but we can even get better, that's a different, healthier mental model. So there, there's a great quote that I use quite a bit, and it says, we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. Okay, so that's this confirmation bias, recognizing to where we come from. And if we can get our mental model that 90% of our energy and our time is spent on even getting better, regardless of how bad it is, and it's not to ignore how bad it is. The other concept to be aware of is extremist language. Extremist language is, is it multiplies the, the, the waste of time on issues. So extremist language, we'll describe it as, if I'm using word like words quite frequently, like everybody, always, nobody, never. So everybody always says this. Nobody ever thinks about that. Nobody ever does the dishes around here. Well, there might be true that people aren't doing the dishes enough. But the extremist language makes it even seem worse than it is. You'll hear somebody say, oh, it's a dumpster fire. Is it really a dumpster fire? Or is it just a little irritant? So it's a multiplier of the time then that's required because people are unfamiliar with the topic will say, oh, my goodness, we better take some time and talk about this. This sounds terrible. Rick, I love this point about extremist language. This this one's been really helpful for me personally. We, we coach some of our partners in mission on this, uh, you know, minimizing extremist language. And I use it and I hate it. I hate it when people use it and I hate it when I use it. And oftentimes we... We, we do the things we, we hate we hate in others, you know? <laughs> and um, that's one's true for me. You've coached me on it a lot, and I think I continue to get better. I want to continue to get better. But part of why I think extremist language gets used is, I mean, first of all, it's being used all across the country in all the media we mentioned already. But also, when we make points, or when we tell stories, we like drama. Drama helps to bring people into a story, and that's really important in our humanity. It's really good, actually. But the exaggerative language can become harmful in telling the story and making the point. And so we don't, we're don't we using it very loosely. I, I think there's very little ill intent when we do use it. But when we do, it does, it does damage often more than it does any good. And so just being really good self-check. Am I using extremist language? Am I saying never and always and, you know. Yeah, you always do it and you never listen to me. <laughs> so, so, so this simple concept is, you know, so this 90-10. It's, yes, 10% of the time, we have to know what the issues are, but we don't dwell on the issues. There is a better way. 
Even the questions we ask are different when we're in a 90-10 mindset. It's so simple, yet so powerful. And so often, simple is beautiful. So here's the my favorite part of this discussion we're having here, Nick. You and I talked about this. Since first learning this from my friend 20 years ago, as I mentioned, I've come to realize that this too, this concept is biblical. As I keep finding with all of my favorite leadership tools, all my wise advice, somebody already thought through this. So I should say someone with capital S already spoke through somebody who wrote this down a couple thousand years ago. Okay. And so it is true. It is good. It is beautiful. For example, in Philippians 4, verse 8, it says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there's any excellence, and if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. That's the 90%. That's where your focus should be. That's where we want to be taking, no matter where we are today, recognizing the brutal facts of the day, that's what we need to focus the majority of our time on. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform yourselves to this age, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and pleasing and perfect. We will use this early and often in all the podcast episodes we ever record because the renewal of the mind is critical, and it's the thought life, what happens in our minds that that dictates our behaviors, what we're talking about, what we're thinking about, what we're praying about. And so to really think about not being conformed to the world I'm living in, but if I'm going to transform it, I have to let God, invite God to transform my own thoughts on the good, the pleasing, the perfect. Romans 12, 21 says, do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. So simple, so true. And yet how often do we allow the evil of the day? to conquer the good of the day because of our own mindset. The 90% will take care of the 10%. Let me pile on further. In Colossians 3, 1 to 2, If then you were raised with Christ, seek what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Think of what is above, not of what is on earth. 2 Corinthians 10, 5, Take every thought captive to obey Christ. Take it, think about that. Take every thought captive to obey Christ. So the critical, the negative mindsets, the, the, the narratives running through our minds, what we think and believe about each other, ourselves, all of that plays into this. Every thought I have needs to be taken captive to truth, captive to Jesus Christ. Now you think about a teammate. I'm a teammate. You're a teammate. Whoever you are, you are the first filter what you're about to say in your meeting, what you're about to share about a person, a problem, a situation, something you experienced that day, something that you heard on the news. Of course, we want you to be human, be fully authentically human and share life, share these things. But if your team meeting is continuing to get sidetracked by the negative, it's that first, like I have to look interiorly and say, am I bringing forth topics and issues that are not taken captive to Jesus, and therefore derail our meetings with that negative narrative, with those problem problems upon problems. So really, first team mindset, think about your own impact on that team. So let's shift to the mission challenge. I, I just hope we gave you a good food for thought. We hope that you can reflect on these concepts, this simple mental model, 
And let us, let us give you a mission challenge that is threefold. First, very individually, what are you filling your mind with and to what degree? Are you overly focused on problems? Again, not to ignore, we know we've said it many times, it's not to ignore problems, but is it filling too much of your space? Are you allowing space for solutions, for creativity? The margin we talked about in a recent podcast. And most importantly, are you intentionally praying, Lord, what should I do about this problem? What should I do about these problems? So that's number one. With what are you filling your mind and to what degree? Number two is what comes out of your mouth consistent with this 90-10 principle. Check yourself. Pay attention. Is what comes out 90% on solutions, how we can address things, what's even better, what tools do we have, confidence that we can get through this? Or is it the majority on what's broken, what's not right, whose fault it is? So check yourself, check your team, pay attention to your meetings, the discussion. Have a check-in at the end of your meetings. How did we do? Have how we work statements in your team meetings. Here's how we work. And one of the things we do is we subscribe to the 90-10 principle. We're only going to spend about 10% of our time talking about problems. 90% of the time we're talking about solutions. What are we going to do about it? And again, most importantly, are you intentionally praying as a team? Lord, what should we do about this problem? What should we do about these problems? And lastly, as Nick mentioned in the, in the biblical reference, Take every thought captive. That underlies all this mission challenge. Take every thought captive. And with that, Nick, how about you close us in prayer? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Holy Spirit, right now we just pray that you will fill every heart and mind who is joining us for this discussion. Come, Holy Spirit. Overwhelm all of us now. Fill these leaders, these friends and listeners of ours, with the deep peace and calm that comes from knowing Jesus. Holy Spirit, as these leaders think about the 90-10 principle, we ask you to help them become both patient with themselves and very aware of all the thoughts they're having, their behaviors, where they take in their information, the conversations they have and entertain. Holy Spirit, give every leader the strength right now to be able to look interiorly, look at their teams, their work, their missions, and just really ask themselves the question, are these things the things that God wants us to focus on? Is this where our attention and energy should be? Come Holy Spirit and do that which only you can do. Minister to each and every single heart. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, that's it for episode 11. Go and take every thought captive.